The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! Yeah, yeah. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurants in America, 865-255-03. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studios in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Jason Swain. Happy Steelers game day to you. I know you are thrilled to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Minnesota Vikings tonight on Thursday Night Football. Oh, I am. I, I'm more excited about that matchup than I am about the Bears-Packers matchup. They should play that game on ESPN 8. <laughs> ESPN Ocho. Man. Fields is back at least. At least. Or is he a 1,000% back or is he possibly back? I saw an update yesterday, but I didn't really read it. Cleared. At least you have that to watch. Like, Fields is is hella fun. So, at least you have that. Clear. He's playing. So, that's good. But it's the Packers. I don't want to watch us play against the Packers, man. We don't beat the Packers. Yeah. And the Packers right now are one of the best teams in the league. Hey, the Packers did lose to the Vikings 
and the Vikings did lose to the Lions. I, I think if the NFL has taught us anything this year, that anything is possible. Not Bears beating the Packers. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't think the Lions would beat the Vikings. I didn't think the Lions would win a game this year. I did. I, I assumed that they would win at least one. I just didn't know which one. Mm-hmm. Just glad it wasn't my team. I, I'm happy with my tie, <laughs> especially with Mason Rudolph. I Thank mean, you, Lord. Why? Why does the Bears? I mean, why is the Bears playing the Packers on prime time? Oh, uh, Sunday Night Football. Yes. Uh. It's on prime time, man. Why? It's on prime time. Well. I won't be watching Sunday Night Football this week. I'll tune in and, and see VFL Rodney Harrison on Football Night in America. I'll watch the pregame show and then click. It is the Sunday, Sunday Night Game, man. Four and eight Bears, nine and three Packers. And then after I hit click, I hear the Law and Order theme song, baby. Oh, you're going to watch the game. Yeah, I will. You're going to watch it. You're going to watch, watch it the, in, the first uh, bit of it. I will. I'll, I'll watch it until uh, it's decided. But you should be you should kind of start to get excited this time of year. You've only got a couple of more. Oh, well, hear me out. Let me finish. Matt Nagy's about to get fired. Oh. Yeah. So, that's something to be excited about. Mhm. Bears hopefully go out and and get a good coach for you. And uh the Bears will Do they have a first round pick this year? Still? Nope. Khalil Mack still killing them. No, that's um Trade oh, up. trading up for Justin Fields. Yeah, trade it up. Oh, man. That, Giants, that's Giants nice. got our pick. And they'll, what stinks about that is they'll blow it, too. It's like they don't even no, deserve the first-round pick. Well, they'll have a new GM, so. They'll, they, well, they might. They might get it right. Might. They might. But Tennessee got it right. Tennessee got it right. How so? Desmond Williams picking him up. And um, <laughs> as predicted, he is. He does now. He has a star. And he has three stars out of out of nowhere, man. Funny how that magically happened that way. Not only is he just a, a three star, and you are referring to two four sevens ratings. No, two, two, mm-hmm. he picked one up on rivals as well. Mm-hmm. I truly do not pay attention to the rankings, <laughs> as you can you can tell. But I was I was going to add that two four seven even went as far as to. Well, I guess in the composite, he is the number one JUCO corner in the country. 247 has him as the number four overall JUCO corner. So, he, I mean, even in the composite, he bumped all the way up to the top JUCO corner in the country. Wow, man. It's amazing how that just happened. Number five overall player. Wow. Must be coincidence. 865-255-03. Must be a coincidence. I, I, I don't I, – it was funny to see the reaction – Rivals still does not have him ranked. No, he just has a 5.7 rating, and he has he's a he's a three star. But they they do not have him. <laughs> I'm looking at a different Desmond Williams. It's the same Desmond Williams, but a <laughs> different Desmond Williams profile. Hmm. Yours got the got his picture, but doesn't no have. Stars. Yes. And one offer. Says he only has one offer, which is not true. My Byron has no pitcher, three star, five point seven rating, nine S- offers. Says he's committed. Says he's committed. Uh, uh, not my department. That is above my pay grade. 
But it was funny to see the reaction. Oh, Desmond Williams, the top Juco corner in the country. Same folks who were, <laughs> why did we take Desmond Williams? I told you, man. Earlier I, this week. I told you. I, we talked about this the other day. I told you, man. I hope people that did not, like, know what I was talking about before now understand that you have to take the stuff with a grain of salt and you don't treat it as gospel. I hope you understand that now. It's okay to pay attention to it, but like you just said, that last sentence, don't treat it as gospel. Don't treat it as if Jesus Christ himself is telling you that he's ranked such and such. It is not gospel. It's just something that you can reference if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. 865-255-03, hour number one, is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Let's go, Michigan. Let's go, Big Blue. Well, Mich- Michigan's kind of... Yes, go Michigan, because we want them to beat Georgia. But, of course, Michigan gets good and affects Tennessee's recruiting. Tennessee was trending well. With current Michigan commit Cody Jones, it's still trending well. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination, but he was he was really feeling Tennessee there last month, month and a half of the season, and then bam, Michigan turned up the heat, and he's back to to feeling Michigan. I, I'm okay with sacrificing one recruit for Michigan <laughs> to beat Georgia. I I I agree. And <laughs> for those who do not know, Cody Jones is a four star. DB out of <laughs> out of Memphis uh, from Germantown High School, who has been committed for Michigan for quite some time now, and Tennessee is still trying to flip him, and and they might, um, but but word on the street is that Michigan's really kind of surged back in front for him, even though they they do have his commitment. John K wants to know. I wonder if Jesus is a rivals or two four seven guy. <laughs> Both. He's not ESPN, I can tell you that. Jesus, Boom. I don't know, Jesus may may be upset about the whole Trey Smith debacle. It is true. That I, is have true. No, I have no con- I but, had to sit this, this conversation out. But he, he forgives. He does forgive. He forgives. So. Shows grace. That's right. That's right. He forgives. He forgives. Uh, Caleb Webb? Yes. Is he 6'4 or 6'2 and a half? Which one is it? I don't know. Honestly, I saw six four. I saw six three. I saw six two and a half. We're gonna find out here soon uh, when he hits campus. But Tennessee has a lot, a lot of momentum for it for him. He is now a four star. Uh, Santa gave uh, Caleb Webb his present early for Christmas. Well, what's he on two four seven? Because us at rivals, them folks. I don't know what they've got him ranked, but we have him as a four star. Two four seven has has him as a four star. Oh. Bumps. Where, where do they rank him at his position? 34. Ah! We've got, got about him. 45. Yeah, 247's better. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's going to outplay his ranking. I, I know that he's been bumped up to a four-star. I think that's because he's down to Tennessee, Michigan, and Louisville, and he's not committed to ECU anymore. But – He's essentially been a three-star this entire process, a prospect that has been slept on, been overlooked. I mean, even 
a 45th receiver in the country. I guarantee you when we look at this three, four years from now, you're not going to name 45 better, 44 better receivers out of this recruiting class than Caleb Webb. You're not going to. It usually happens that way. I remember when um, 2003 receiver receiver class and like um, Dwayne Bowe was in the 30s, 40s, and something like that, and he was a first-round pick. Um, and some of the guys that were in the top 10, including myself, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't go to the league and blow up like Dwayne Bowe. So the receivers, that list is always crazy, man. It's always crazy. Usually the linemen, the big, the big boys, pan out more than than the skill position players. But I can see that. I can see that. But hey, man, I really like his game. I've I've raved about him the last couple of weeks. I just I think what he did his senior season is is really in. Impressive, and I talked about it last week. I really like Tennessee's receiver class. If if they do end up getting Caleb Webb, Squirrel White, I think he outplays his ranking. I think Cam Miller, he he's already a four star, and I I think a top two fifty, top three hundred player. But in a way, I think he's underrated. I think he's been forgotten about, kind of amongst the recruiting landscape because he did not play a junior season because of COVID in the city of Memphis not allowing high schools to play. So, in a way, I think he's – Cam Miller has, has been forgotten about as well. I think he's underrated. I think Squirrel White is is underrated in terms of recruiting ranking, not necessarily underrated in terms of coaches evaluating him because Nick Saban likes him, Georgia likes him, Tennessee obviously likes him, and, and several schools like him. But, but he'll the, outplay – the stars said – I don't know. He'll outplay his star ranking. But the stars. Caleb Webb, if he picks Tennessee, even if he doesn't pick Tennessee, if he goes elsewhere, he'll outplay his star ranking. I'm not as familiar with Chaz Nimrod's game uh, as the other ones. I know he had a heck of a senior season, and and the coaching staff likes him. Uh, I I believe he was all state there in in Arkansas. So uh, I really I really like Tennessee's recruiting class given the circumstances. Still need. Maybe those elite day one playmakers, that would always be nice. But I, I like the evaluations on the cuff of Tennessee's receivers class. 865-255-03. Man, it's already Thursday. Game day. Game day. I'm so, I'm so jacked up. Really? You jacked up? Yeah, man. Steelers. I love my Steelers. Come on now. Am I, am I not supposed to be jacked up about them playing a football game tonight? You don't get jacked up like this, with, you know, when it's when, when it's Friday and your team's playing on Sunday. It must be a Thursday night deal. Uh, it's it's game day. I, I get this excited on Sunday. Yeah, after church, kind of countdown to kickoff. Go to church. I don't believe you. All right, ask my wife. She thinks I'm crazy. So I don't believe. You. All right, I get jacked up. I get my terrible towel waving. Get the dog going. Let's go. Play, play a little black and yellow. <laughs> Lil Wayne in, in the house. Lil Wayne, bu- uh, uh, whiz. In the house. Get it. Whiz, both. <laughs> Lil, Wayne got, Lil Wayne got the green and yellow. Sorry, because he's a Packers fan. Yeah, I know he was. Yeah, losing. I think Lil, the, Lil Lil Wayne has a black and yellow like a remix type of song. But I always prefer prefer Wiz because he is a yenzer. That's right. He Wiz, really is. Wiz is a yenzer. Then, yes, I, then I bump some renegade. Oh, we get it going in the McKee household on game day. It's just like a Tennessee game day. False. Sweet event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.
If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of East Day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
it's a shame. It is a shame what's going on down there in Florida with their recruiting, man. Ah, just so much, so much drama. You just, you just really hate to see a class fall apart the way that the class is falling apart there in Florida. Mm, mm, mm. I do hate to see Billy Napier pick up a W yesterday, though, by hiring LSU's Corey Raymond as assistant head coach of the defense, and he was the cornerbacks coach there at LSU. And LSU has been been viewed as DBU. Corey Raymond's been there a long time, and several LSU NFL DBs were were not too pleased about him leaving. So that that is a big win for Billy Napier to get him. Huge. Huge. It's weird, though. My my initial thought was how weird it was because LSU and Florida, they always bicker back and forth about who the, the real DBU is. Yes, it's LSU. And he's been at LSU, and he's been arguing that LSU is DBU, and now he's got to go to Florida and recruit as if Florida's DBU. That's my first thought. Yeah, I wonder if it was the associate head coach title. That that got him to to Florida because if you're LSU and you're willing to spend that money for Brian Kelly and you're gonna to have to spend big money for uh, Frank Wilson, how do you let Raymond leave? Like, it had to be about money. It had to be about title and advancement. It had to be. As happy as Marcus Spears, the LSU alum, was about Frank Wilson. Being hired by LSU, he was the opposite, the complete opposite about Raymond leaving LSU to go to Florida. So that's Florida's biggest win Yep, of, of the whole Bill Napier era so far is getting Raymond. But, yeah, man, they are losing commits left and right. It seems like the commits are talking amongst each other and getting each other to decommit. And, and um, man. They've had four within the last 36 hours. You had uh, C.J. Smith decommit Tuesday night. They they had another big-time player decommit earlier that day. They had a, a four-star quarterback decommit. Yesterday they had a three-star in-state defensive lineman. And although he's a three-star, Take Knowlton. What a name. His name is Take. T-A-K-E? Mm-hmm. Take. If one day when I have kids swing – if I name my kid Take, please slap me. I'm giving you permission to slap me, and I won't slap you back. What, what about if you don't name your kid Take? Can I still slap you? No. If I name my kid something as egregious as Take, yes. Yes, you can. What about if you name your dog after a baseball player that has not won a World Series yet for your team? Then can I slap I'll, you then? Then I'll, I'll smack you. <laughs> For being disrespectful. <laughs> Judge is an awesome name. How dare you? <laughs> um, but take Knowlton. He's just a three-star, but he's been selected to play in the 2022 All-American Bowl. So take that for what it's worth. But uh, several decommitments over the last couple of hours, or I guess you could say that, over the last 36 hours or so uh, for Billy Napier. And I, and I know it's the popular thing to do. To pick on him and make fun of Florida. But, like, it, folks, it's not indicative of the job Billy Napier is going to do at Florida. These aren't his commitments. These aren't his recruits. He's going to be good. He, he's going to be fine. And, and if this is happening this time 
next year, then yes, okay, then it then it is something to seriously take note of. But right now, they're they're not his guys. Just like Eric Gray, Henry T, Juan A. Morris, Jameer Johnson, Kavaris Crouch, they weren't Josh Heupel guys. This is this is what happens when you have a coaching change. You have the turnover. It's part of it. Um, and Tennessee fans should know. We should definitely know. I mean, think back to uh, when I'm going Tennessee basketball on you. When uh, Conzo left for Cal, Hands! and Donnie Tindall took over. I mean, Conzo had a a, a, a really good recruiting class coming in. I don't remember like what the ranking was or anything. I mean, it wasn't an elite recruiting class, but I mean, he had three or four four-star prospects getting ready to sign or had already signed, and they weren't Donnie Tindall guys. So I remember one went to Florida State, and the others they never made it to campus either. They, as much as we would like to think recruits pick a school for the school. They don't. Just like Desmond Williams, the Juco corner that we talked about to start the show and committed to Tennessee on Monday. He loves Willie Martinez, and he sees early playing time at Tennessee. Early playing time and Willie Martinez is why Desmond Williams is signing with Tennessee next week. Not because of Tennessee and the the power tee and running through the tee and the vol walk as much as that would be awesome. It's just not the case. That's like a cherry on top. It's 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 not their deciding factor. As much as we would love it to be. I thought it was the uniforms. No. <laughs> I thought it was the black jerseys. Although I did I did take note, he was really the first I think he's the first recruit that I've seen take photos on his visit in the black uniform. See? It's the black jerseys, man. It that's looked clean push, too. That's what pushed him over the top. <laughs> Ricky B says, uh Ricky B. In North Alabama, says, I name my animals after my sports favorites, too. I've had a Peyton, a Lofton, a Pex. Pex. After for Pecca. Pe- Pecca. Arena. Pecca. You better put some respect on Pecca's name. A Do- and a Dobbs. It's definitely better than naming a kid after them. What I want to know is, Ricky B., do you have a zoo at your house? <laughs> a Peyton, a Lofton, a Pex, a Dobbs? I mean. And these are all. Recent, somewhat recent. Pex, I mean, he, he's been there for for a while, but Dobbs is recent. I, I would imagine he named him Pex, kind of second half of Pekka's career. Peyton and Lofton are old. Yeah, that's right, Chris. I called you old, Chris Lofton. You old, he bro? Got, he got gray hair. He does have gray hair. He got a little gray hair. He sleep right now. We Aren't are. you older than him? Yeah, I got gray hair. I'm embracing it. I like to call it seasoned. 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 Well, it's right. I'm, se- I'm I look like seasoned. I'm, I look like I'm seasoned and I'm not that seasoned. Yeah, you you aging like Bush Jones over there. The real D from the 423 makes a good point. Did you see uh, the kid, Dakotist? Oh, yeah, I know you saw because you, you were tweeting at Bryce. Mm-hmm. I love that name. I'm going to name my kid. Thank you, real D from the 423. I'm going to name my kid, Hottest. The hottest McKee, baby. That is pretty. That is pretty good. That's, that 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 is a created player on Madden. It's his name. The hottest. The hottest McKee. 
the hottest. And all, all his name needs to be on like social media. No name, just fire emojis. <laughs> no, you got to put the day and the apostrophe and then all the fire the emojis. Hottest. The hottest. The hottest McKee. Chris says, that's why I thought you were bald. I, I got hair on my face, man. I got gray hair on my face. Do you consider, like right now, I don't, you look like you just have a really, really short buzz. You yeah, it's look, like you're it's, not bald right now. Yeah, it's like a um, like a little shadow. I like the shadow. It's the Jeremy Pruitt shadow. No, no. Yes, it Do is. Not. Do <laughs> it not. is the Jeremy Pruitt shadow. Do not. I apologize for the butch dig. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Let's see here. J.D. Vall says we named our daughter uh, Naylin. Should see her smile every time they say it on game day. Hey, that's a pretty name. I like Neelan. Yeah, that's a pretty name. Pretty name. Uh, Chip Payne says, Mom and Dad must be P. Diddy fans. Take that, take that. Bad boy for life. Um, the hottest. I do like that. James GBL says, so what you're saying is, is the help train is making some stops in Florida. No, no. I mean, even though Tennessee is in on one of Florida's decommitted uh, wide receivers. C.J. Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, ATFVFL says uh, they are down to 79th on rivals. And this is what Billy Napier said was going to happen. So, And this is what happens all the time when there's a coaching change. So it's fun to make jokes, but I do expect Billy Napier – this next recruiting class to do a whole lot better. And I expect him to be successful in Florida. Whatever your definition of success is. Like he'll 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 be okay. He'll be better than he'll be there longer than Mullen. And I think he'll be competing for SEC East championships here soon. I I, I think Bill Napier is a really good coach. Yeah, I just again I've I I'm not quick to judge one way or the other anymore in terms of what I think a coach is is going to do at a school because how many examples do we have of a coach that we think is absolutely going to kill it and they just completely drop the ball. Yeah, Florida's different and, too. And, and the, the flip side of that, how many coaches have we seen that we didn't think was, was going to be very good and turned out to be pretty decent? So I, I kind of reserve. Let me see year one, year two, and then I'll start to formulate an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the the structure around the coach matters too. So Florida has a lot of meddling and things like that. So we'll see. Um, Duke Zook says uh, my wife had a student named Sir. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. A teacher showing respect to their student. Sir, sir, put your hands up if you're going to say something. Sir, that's great. That's great. Uh, Chris says, uh, here's a recurring question. Do we allow Daryl Milton back? No. No. Wish him the best, but no. No. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Chip Payne says, what about Napier saying that stars don't matter in recruiting? That man is already making excuses. I think every coach says that. I mean, he, it's not like he said that after 
signing day. Because remember, Butch Jones said that after the result was not pleasant, after you didn't have a good signing day, then he said stars didn't matter. Then Napier said stars didn't matter the moment that he got the job. And every coach feels that way. Until, until the recruiting department, until the media department wants to put out a graphic bragging about how they finished in the top five. <laughs> oh, it don't matter until you want to put out a recruiting graphic that, oh, yeah, our coach is, our coach is the best, one of the best recruiters. We finished in the top five for three consecutive years. Well, you can't say that, promote that, and then on the other hand say the stars don't matter. It either matters or it doesn't. Which one is it? John K says, I don't understand our fascination as a fan base with Daryl Milton. Because anytime there's somebody that wants to be here, we want them to be here because we want to be good and we think that that player is going to help us be better. That's why. We get all emotional because he's from Knoxville. But, guys, it's the reason why he's not here. It's the reason why he didn't last at West Virginia. And it's the reason why this staff is saying no thank you. And it's no shade. It's no um, – you certainly don't want to you know, throw a kid under the bus. But that is the truth. That is the truth. Vol Grizz Cub says Lane Kiffin to Oregon. I mean, I think that would be a perfect fit for Oregon. Lane Kiffin? Mm-hmm. Well, Lane, it came out last night that – that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I forget the wording that was used, but not in the mix. Yes, not in the mix. Not in the mix. If I'm late, I'd rather stay at Ole Miss. Do you? The path at Oregon is easier, but now with Lincoln Riley, and what it looks like Lincoln Riley is going to be able to do from a recruiting standpoint on the West Coast. If you're Lane, would you rather be in the SEC or or go up against that? What would you rather do? Be in the SEC, even at Ole Miss? Because even being at Ole Miss, being in the SEC still has its perks. And going forward, I mean, you can see with the quarterbacks that, that Lane is considering bringing in this recruiting cycle, whether it be in the portal, whether it be uh, high school quarterbacks that, that they are targeting. I mean, he's going to be able to – go get a top quarterback from here on out at Ole Miss. Would you rather deal with being at Ole Miss in the SEC or try to go up against Lincoln Riley in the Pac-12, although he's just like the only team that you really have to worry about? Yeah, I would, I would rather be in the SEC. I think I would too. But, I don't know, you get to thinking about the SEC West. and I mean – Well, the playoffs is about to expand. So, if you can – get yourself in one of those last couple spots. Now, you do have to deal with a better Texas A&M. You're going to have to deal with, a, I'm, I'm sure, LSU that's going to be, um, you know, pretty good, too, with Brian Kelly. Then you have to deal with Alabama. But how are you going to pull kids from California to Oregon with, with Lincoln Riley there? But I like to see Lane like, with those resources of Oregon. And I, I like to see Lane's ego up against – Feel nice ego. I think that would be awesome. Yes. I, I want to see whether Lane would 
sink or swim at a big time job, like where there's a ton of pressure on him. Because I, I I could see him sinking because there's there's still a lot going on behind the scenes there with Lane. But I, I do think that he has matured and, and kind of developed into his own. And I, I don't think he's the same coach that he was at USC. So I'd, I'd be curious to see how he would – like if it, like over the last year or two, like if he had gotten the Auburn job, if he had gotten the LSU job, the Oklahoma job, the Miami job. Heck, if he had gotten the Tennessee job, now the Oregon job, the USC job, like any of those type of jobs – I, I would love to see whether he he sunk or swam because I could see it going either way. Couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I also think there's a reason why none of the schools in the SEC have really tried to get Lane. I mean, I I don't I, think it's just an SEC thing. I, I just think it's a I think it's a college football. The, the book is out on Lane. I'm just saying, just, it, it's not a it's not a coincidence that Lane did not get a bigger job and, and and it's not because he wants to stay at Ole Miss I, I know he got his little contract extension but that that's not why he stayed at Ole Miss bigger job pursues him he's he's, he's not the coach at, at Ole Miss today 865-255-03 stay with us be right back I'm Vince Moore wide receiver VFL 1991 and you're listening to the Swain event if you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. 
Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. SEC. All right, Ben, what we got today, man? Well, we've already talked about a, a, a good bit of what I had bookmarked, and that's that's totally fine. I I love talking SEC football. I know this is a, a Tennessee show, and my second passion after Tennessee athletics is SEC athletics itself. So it's crazy I how it turned into a Tennessee show over the years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how. Uh, the, the big news, in my opinion, yesterday in the SEC – was, as we mentioned, Corey Raymond, LSU's defensive backs coach. He is headed to Florida to be an assistant head coach of the defense. So not just an associate coach, but an assistant coach of the defense, whatever that means. Assistant head coach of the defense and cornerbacks coach. Means more money. Yes. Well, and I would be curious to know if Brian Kelly is bringing his own guy. I get bringing your own guy, but there, there's some coaches in college football that you make him your guy. That, that's kind of how I felt with Sam Pittman when Butch left. I, I get it. Butch wants to bring in his own guy, but it's Sam freaking Pittman, arguably the best offensive line coach in college football. You make him your guy. You make it work. Uh, but who knows what Brian Kelly is doing. Brian Kelly did decide to retain LSU's offensive line coach, Brad Davis, uh, who is the interim head coach for the bowl game. And Brad Davis did a terrific job with LSU's offensive line considering all the injuries this season. He is highly regarded amongst 
college football folks Brad Davis is, so that seems to be a, a really nice move for Brian Kelly to retain him to be the offensive line coach. Traylon Burks, the receiver at Arkansas, his college career has come to an end. He announced yesterday that he is declaring for the NFL draft and he will not play in Arkansas's bowl game. And he was one heck of a receiver. I'm, I'm curious to see how his game translates to the NFL because he, he's not a speedster. He's not the, the, the quickest guy, but he's just a beast. He, he's the beast. Kind of reminds me, is it, is it fair to Anquan Bolden type of guy? And, and I hate that he's the first. It's, it's the easy comparison for any tough receiver that makes the tough catches and physical receivers. Anquan Bolden's always the one that comes to my mind first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's room for guys like that. They don't all have to be small, shifty, you know, Cooper Cup type of guys. I mean, there's room for your trailing Burks, and he's a good, he's a good football player. Like, period. He's a really, really good football player. So, uh, he's going to make some money, and I think he'll be successful in the NFL. He's a baller, man. One of my one of my favorite players in the SEC to watch. Yes, he, he is awesome. That Arkansas offense has a lot of players that I like. I, I, I really like K.J. Jefferson. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I like Rocket Sanders, but that's mainly because of the name. Uh, Chris compared him to Jennings, Jawan Jennings. Just tough. Just tough. He's a little thicker than Jawan. Yeah, and Both shorter. are very physical, but they're, they're built different. Yeah. He's more sure. compact than Jawan is. A mm-hmm. uh, couple other quick things. Or do you have another? Other McKee and Mike says assistant to the head coach. No, that's not what Corey Raymond – that's not his title. His title is literally assistant head coach of the defense and cornerbacks coach. That is his title. So wild. You, find, you find ways to be able to give coaches more responsibilities with titles so that way you can pay them more. So it's not an assistant to the head coach. He's not like a secretary. He's a he's a real on the field assistant coach. But in this case, it is a assistant head coach of the defense, whatever that means. Mm, kind of like how the 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 run game coordinator and pass game coordinator came to be about. But that I mean, yeah, it, it but that actually more, makes yeah, it, it makes yes. more sense than this. It does. Assistant it does. head coach of the defense. But it felt like that was a way to create a little more money. Like, How about you just be the assistant head coach? Like, what was t- wasn't T like the passing game coordinator? Hmm. Yeah, he's a passing game coordinator. But that's, I mean, that that, again, that makes more sense than assistant head coach of the defense. And, and T, like, in practice, was had a sheet in his hand of I don't know, I guess different route concepts that the quarterbacks and receivers wanted to work on. And I mean, he was standing behind the quarterbacks and watching kind of daring routes on air. So it, it, he did appear to be a legitimate passing game coordinator. I just think it's funny because ultimately the offense coordinator has the final say. I mean, which is which is fine. Just two other quick things. Uh, Landon Jackson at LSU, former four-star defensive lineman who is a freshman. He has entered the transfer portal. And then I mentioned C.J. Smith decommitting from Florida. I mentioned Mr. Take entering the <laughs> or uh, decommitting from Florida. You had the quarterback decommit. The other big decommitment within the last 24, 36 hours for Florida was four-star receiver Jaden Gibson, who Tennessee did have some communication with early in the process. Don't believe that there's been any of of late, but that's 
two four-star receivers uh, that that have decommitted from Florida. So you you love to see that. The SEC Players of the Year were announced yesterday, and this is an early attaboy for Valus Jones Jr. because mm-hmm. he was named the co. SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. He and Jamison Williams from Alabama were the Special Teams Player of the Year. Very deserving for Valus. He finished, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he finished second in the SEC in kickoff return average, and he finished first in the SEC in punt return average. So Valus Jones, very dynamic on special teams this year, and I tweeted that out yesterday and don't remember the name of the person who responded to me, but the, the person said and commented like, hey, now that's how you, how you make sure you make an NFL roster and, and how you make yourself some extra money, and that person is absolutely right. I think, I think Valus's value on special teams is going to help him just as much as anything during the re- recruiting process, during the NFL draft process. Yep, 100%. Uh, Bryce Young was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Will Anderson named the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end, was the Freshman of the Year. Tyler Beatty from Missouri was the Scholar Athlete of the Year. Darian Kennard from Kentucky was the or won the Jacobs Blocking Trophy, which is awarded to the top offensive lineman in the SEC. And then Kirby Smart was named the SEC Coach of the Year. Uh, Valus was the only player in the nation with more than 700 receiving yards, more than 500 kickoff return yards, and more than 200 punt return yards. So, uh, Valus had 722 receiving. He had 506 return yards, and then he had 272 punt return yards. Um, he averaged 126 all-purpose yards per game, which was third in the SEC. He led the SEC and punt return average at 16, which is more than a first down and a half. He was second in kickoff return average at 28 yards per return. And he led all active players in FBS uh, with 2,851 career kickoff return yards. So, doing work. Doing work in special teams. And that's something that he did at USC. I saw Bill Martin, uh, SID for, for Tennessee uh, football, mention that Vela's experience as a transfer is a just a great story. To play four years at you know, play four years at USC and then his his last two years at Tennessee and what he was able to accomplish being a being a captain, representing Tennessee, SEC Media Days, and then uh, going out as you know, Special Teams Player of the Year, Senior Bowl, the chance to play at the next level, a chance to get drafted. And the Senior Bowl named him a Senior Bowl All-American. The, the Senior Bowl puts out an All-American team every year, and, and he was named to that Senior Bowl All-American team. Not sure how they construct – the Senior Bowl All-American team, I don't know if it's everybody in college football that they take into consideration or just people that are participating in the Senior Bowl that they pick from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would imagine I, – I did not click on it and, and read it. I just saw the Senior Bowl's tweet. Uh, and I would imagine that he was on there as a return specialist or an all-purpose player, kind of like how he was named uh, All-SEC first-team 
all-purpose player and as a return specialist. I would imagine it was in that category. But Valus is awesome, man. And he, he's another guy that just is impossible not to root for. Impossible not to root for. And the last two years, he's spoken to the media quite a bit, especially this season. And he's he's been really, really fun to talk to and get to know, not on a personal level, but guys like Matt Butler and Theo Jackson and, and Valus Jones, uh, this year Jerome Carvin, guys who repeatedly talk to the media and are kind of the faces of the football team for that year in terms of speaking with the media. Again, you don't necessarily get to know them on a personal one-on-one level, but you start to you, you start to feel like you get to know them just from them speaking to the media. And, and Valus was always uh, a great quote and and very open and thoughtful, and was, was not afraid to. I mean, th- there were times where he talked about <clears throat> uh, his his. I don't know if depression is too strong of a word to use, but talked about mental health several times and, and that it was just good for his mental health to be back in the South after being out at USC just because he's closer to family. He wasn't afraid to talk about that, wasn't afraid to always talk about how he grew up in, in Saraland, Alabama, which is essentially Mobile, mm-hmm. and, and how big of a dream it was <clears throat> Excuse me, for him to play at play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, so it was really cool to get to – to know Valus from that extent, and he's impossible not to root for. There's a, there's a ton of those guys on this football team, but Valus was definitely at the top of that list. No doubt about it. We didn't have him on Prime this year, did we? Mm-mm. He's it one that – It was hard to get receivers on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, and, and understandable. Um, but understandable in the sense that they they meet on Tuesday nights. They have meetings on Tuesday nights. Everybody met on Tuesday nights. Shh. I wish that that Valus could have made it because I, I think he would have been one of the the better ones. I don't think that there was a bad player in terms of like entertaining out there. I thought each each player, even the ones that weren't as talkative, like Byron Young, he's he he doesn't have the Cade Mays personality or the Cooper Mays and it's just going to talk for days but he had an awesome story Jerome Carvin kind of the same way Jaquan Blakely kind of the same way they're not the most talkative guys but what they do say is pretty fascinating yeah and I wonder about some of those guys do you see more of their personality if you got to know them a lot more I mean Kay was obviously more comfortable was more out of his shell um I know that there's people that seem a certain type of way when you meet them the first time or when they are in a setting that's a little uncomfortable, but you get them in, a, in an environment where they're comfortable, they, they feel better talking to you, then you really see their personality. You're like, damn, man, this dude is really outgoing. This person is really outgoing. If you, you know, get them in a setting where they're super, super comfortable. So you know, prime, is, prime is different, man. You know, It's not like a press conference. Um, but it's also not like you're just sitting around on the couch and just talking. No, you you sitting around, but, like, everyone's still watching and listening, too. So it is more comfortable, but at the same time, you, you still got to be careful about what you may may say because it can end up on, a, you know, someone else's bulletin board. So 
Is Curry Smart really SEC Coach of the Year, or do you think he should have went to someone else? That's the question. Well, before we answer that question, I think you have to ask your question, ask the question of what what are what makes up the SEC Coach of the Year? Is it somebody who has the best team in the conference, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, or is it? a team that overachieves, like a Josh Heupel, so on and so forth. Um, Because it it really depends on how you look at it. Because, like, I understand somebody saying Kirby Smart should be coach of the year. I understand somebody saying Nick Saban should be coach of the year. Lane Kiffin just led Ole Miss to its first ever 10-win regular season. Lane Kiffin should be SEC coach of the year. Like, I understand those people. But then there's there's also this thought process of – well, those guys did what they were supposed to do. And and so let's give it to the people that overachieved, like a Josh Heupel. Uh, Shane Beamer was in the conversation there for a minute. I'm forgetting somebody that overachieved this year. Mm. Maybe it's Lane. Someone overachieved. So I'm really, I'm re- and here's a, a, a topic that, well, I understand different angles of it. Like, I understand both sides of it. I understand why Kirby should be coach of the year. I understand why Lane should be coach of the year. For Lane to take a Ole Miss team that has never won 10 games in a season, that's a pretty huge accomplishment. I understand why people look at Josh Heupel and say coach of the year. It's hard to take Josh Heupel over Kirby and over Lane when Heupel lost five games. But at the same time, what Heupel did was was freaking remarkable when you look at what, what he was um, – the hand he was dealt. It's it's a very, very good conversation. Hour two coming up.